from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat, the New York hospitality, all Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is good to have you with us on this kind of uh, rainy, overcast Thursday night. Uh, if you've made it to 7 o'clock, though, you know the official work day is over. So pull up a Negroni or, or whatever your spirit of choice is tonight. Um, Imran Ansari, what would you be having if you weren't working a 1,000 hours tonight on this show and then on all your cases that you have going on? What, what, what would you be imbibing for a little bit of relaxation tonight? Sure. Well, I, I mean... You- you already mentioned it, Negroni. I'm a big Negroni fan. Nice. You know, I always like, there's a lot of uh, variations now in the Negroni. There, twist there on, are. But, but the classic Negroni uh, is something you can't beat. And I was in Italy earlier this year in May, and I uh, moseyed on up to a bar in Florence, uh, and I had a very memorable Negroni at that bar. It was just spectacular. Is so that now, the one yeah. where the Negroni is supposed to have uh, emanated from? Because it is... The legend is, and I can't believe it's legal nine, we're talking alcohol, um, but maybe the two go hand in hand. Who knows? I was about to make uh, that same joke. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, the legend of the Negroni, because I've actually given out the recipe on the fun Friday night with Christine. We've talked about where it came from and everything. The original, so they've been trying to nail this down, but the way the legend goes is it was a bar in Florence that had obviously come into Campari, which is made in Milan. And then, of course, you just add the vermouth and the gin to make it what it is. Um, but that it supposedly was first made in Florence. So I'm wondering if the very memorable one that you had came from the place where it was supposedly invented. Yeah, it, it was at the uh, the Brunelleschi Hotel. I'm not sure if that's the. Then I'm pretty sure that wasn't it, because I don't okay. think it was a bar that was in a in a in a hotel. Although who knows, it may have been. Um, so let me ask you this: You talked about the varieties of Negronis. Um, you know, they have these things called white Negronis now, and right. they have uh, they have the Reposada Negroni, which is made with uh, the dark tequila, and they have, of course, they've always had the Boulevardier, which is made with. Um, bourbon or whiskey instead of gin, and then they have the traditional. But even amongst the traditional, they have the even portions served, and that's just called a, a classic Negroni. Or they have what's called a graduated classic, which is slightly more gin, slightly less Campari, slightly less uh, vermouth, and they kind of go down in stair steps. Which of the recipes is the Imran Ansari classic seal of approval given to? You know, I wish I had the uh, the answer to that, Kevin. You definitely know your Negronis, but you know, <laughs> I, I like the, the just a, a classic Negroni in terms of the the uh, the variations on the amount of uh, like ingredients uh, which makes up a Negroni. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Right. I do well, the know next this, time though. we next time we hang out, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna if if you're if we're within place where I can make it for you I'll make it yeah. on the beach if we're at a bar I'll have them make it and I'll tell them exactly how to do it Excellent. and then you can you can try them side by side and determine cuz I drink classic just regular straight even measurements for years right. and then I try to graduate it where it's the, I just think the flavor profile is a little bit more delicate and it's like you can really taste the individual elements in a different way than you can with all of them of even power. So um, anyway, uh, a fun assignment that we'll go yeah. on at some point and, in time. And Kevin, so so I would ask for an, a graduated Negroni then. If I'm yes, ask. and if the bartender doesn't know what that is, leave the bar. Leave, leave the bar, I was going to say. <laughs> There's one place, i got to give uh, this one place, and you may have tried it, Bar Pisolino um, in uh, downtown, or I think it probably would be the village, but they've got a, an excellent Negroni list. Okay. On there. So. Well, there are uh, there it, it, there's 
places that do them specialty and that really know their stuff are fun to find. And so when you when you run across one, uh, make sure you hang on to it. Um, and the uh, what was I going to say? I, I forget. Anyway, the um, yeah. So Negronis. Oh, it's always a safe drink. Like if you do go to a sketchy place that you're not sure if they really know what they're doing or not, uh, there's a couple of drinks you can always order and be on the safe side and not be too worried about them messing up too badly. And the Negroni is one of them because you can just say even parts gin, Campari, sweet, and they they put it together and uh, you, you're good to go. Uh, so always a, a safe a safe bet there uh, when looking for something tasty. Anyway, uh, your Thursday night now has taken on a new dimension, friends. If you're listening for legal advice and legal insight, uh, we just did a whole thing on imbibing. So maybe, maybe, maybe that'll make the hour go better. Who knows? I've got my Negroni handy. It's seven o'clock. Uh, why not? Um, Imran, let's talk about the top news of the day. And for people's sake that don't follow you know, the the courts or the legislature or the news every second of every day. Um, we, I feel like we can educate some people tonight on what's happening in Washington, D.C. They've opened an impeachment inquiry. Yeah. It is not the formal impeachment proceeding, but what is it, Amron Ansari? So uh, essentially they uh, are taking testimony uh, and digging into what uh, could be claims of impeachable offenses by President Biden. And this goes back uh, or is based in uh, also the swirling legal issues surrounding his son, Hunter Biden. Right. Uh, and I'm not and talking about just just uh, the Biden case just yet. I mean, just in general, an impeachment inquiry, is it similar to a grand jury? Are they Are they putting the evidence in the in the plastic bags to prepare for when they go to trial and pull it out? I mean, it's, it's almost like a, uh, uh, a first bite at the apple, right? So there's going to be testimony uh, that is going to be coming before the House Oversight Committee uh, and essentially making an inquiry as to whether there's evidence that the president engaged in impeachable offenses under the U.S. Constitution, is this stuff on the record? Are the are the is the testimony sworn? Will it will it show back up in a in a hearing later? Uh, yes, Kevin. So this is sworn testimony, and impeachment inquiries are are relatively rare uh, in U.S. history. Of course, impeachment proceedings themselves, uh, there's only a handful uh, of impeachment proceedings uh, in the ever history yeah. of the United States, right? But um, there they seem to be. Uh, the the uh, the trend these days, right? Because you've had two uh, impeachment inquiries that were launched by the Democrats in 2019 and 2021, uh, which ended up resulting uh, in the uh, impeachment uh, proceedings against Donald Trump. But uh, it, it, these seem to be the flavor of recent years, and those were Democrat induced impeachment inquiries. This, of course, is a GOP-led inquiry. And what it what really happens is that it's the mining of information, uh, which is out there in the public under sworn testimony. And if there's enough information that would support a formal impeachment proceeding, Kevin, I am sure that the GOP would be taking that and initiating that process. Well, there's a lot of speculation. I can address this from the political side. There's a lot of speculation that they may they may not do follow through with a full impeachment because they just know that the 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 fix would be in in the trial in the Senate. But from what I understand, was speaking with you and other attorneys, that by opening the inquiry, that it allows them to gain some important things, some on the record testimony evidence that connects that testimony to timelines or, you know, fact stories. And, and then if there is uh, the foreseeable possibility of, of an impeachment, they've kind of lined their ducks up to make their arguments with. Correct. Correct. Uh, they're, they're trying to get testimony on the record that would support uh, the allegation that many have made against uh, President Biden and his involvement with his son. All right. When we come back, uh, a little bit more on this, and we've got some other big stories to talk about. Don't go anywhere.
former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address, and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit. And also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. I saw it myself. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business or Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, email info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. Theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager sees a new generation of hate. We have, we have young people who have been trained to be like the Soviet youth league. Come some old. Brainwashed drones of evil. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, Anea 970, The Answer. Our hosts, tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live, here's Kevin boys. McCullough. All right, we're back. Yeah, if you want to try the graduated Negroni, it's it's two ounces of gin, an ounce and a half of Campari, one ounce of sweet vermouth. And you can either stir that on top of a big block or you can shake it and pour it up. But either way, uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. And a little twist of orange peel uh, at the end just makes that just perfectly nice. You have to like bitter drinks, though, if you're a Negroni drinker. Uh, Imran Ansari is my partner on uh, Legal Night. And Imran... Um, in the last segment, we kind of talked about what impeachments are in general. In this one, it looks like there are the oversight and the Judiciary Committees that may be participating in it. It appears that they are actually targeting charges of corruption that that the, the, the Biden kind of family business, if you will, um, wrongfully uh, and, and in violation of the law, uh, illegally benefited maybe up to 27 members of the Biden family. Um, as an attorney, and your mentor, Alan Dershowitz, is no stranger to impeachment inquiries because he's worked all three of the modern era. He worked the Clinton impeachment, and he worked both of Trump's impeachments. What are... Um, what what is the thinking behind the president's attorneys right now? What are what are they? Is there anything that they can do in the process to prevent, for instance, evidence or challenge evidence that's being entered? What is it that they what 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 is their posture in this moment? 
Well, I think that they're they're sort of, uh, again, you know, looking a lot of the the evidence that's coming in or the testimony coming in, Kevin. I mean, there's been no bombshells and that's been uh, there's been GOP uh, talking heads and, and people on the inside sort of acknowledging that, that there's not enough yet to support an impeachment uh, offense. And if I was the, you know, the president's attorney, I'm sort of the. They're sitting back. They're they're looking at what's going on in this inquiry, and whether there's going to be something that's going to be something to worry about in terms of uh, that would rise to the level of an impeachable uh, offense. I ha I don't see anything yet, right? And and uh, it, there's going to be more testimony. The hearing shall continue, uh, but so far there has not been anything that I would say President Biden needs to worry about. Well, we have know to see. Yeah. Do we know what the laws are regarding um, payments from foreign countries to uh, people running for office or their family members? Uh, because that I think a lot of this is focused around kind of that part of the yeah. equation. And I, I, I do believe that they're going to try to introduce some emails from Hunter's laptop. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but what is the law when it comes to what presidents can or can't receive from foreign uh, states when they are in the process of either currently serving or running and asking for people's votes because um, I am interested in what the law says and then does it matter if he said multiple times no I never did any of that none of that nope that was never me I never got any of that and if they can prove that he ended up he ended up getting some does that change any of the equation but what's the law about it first well I mean Kevin a a, a sitting president or vice president someone in the executive office cannot receive uh, substantial amounts of money or any money from foreign governments uh, in order to uh, advance or effectuate business interests. And I think it would be improper also if that was on behalf of a family member and there was some sort of use of, of influence. So the law um, would infer family members shouldn't get it either. If there's a direct, yeah, if there's a link between President Biden and, uh, you know, sort of using his position in office to somehow benefit his son uh, in a very direct way uh, in terms of whether it be uh, a financial gain from a foreign government um, or business interest and sort of leveraging that political office in a direct way in order to do that. Because, no, Kevin, there, it's not necessarily unlawful if, uh, let's just say, you're the son of a president and you're just simply uh, get gaining advantage uh, based on that relation. If that other business prospect is saying, hey, um, this is the president's son and maybe it'll be good for me to do business. But there's no direct or overt representation made by Hunter Biden or by President Biden that by doing so, you're going to get some uh, advantage. Right. I mean, people use. Uh, name recognition or name drop all the time, right? Not just in this uh, circumstance, but across the board. Um, and it becomes illegal when there's sort of a quid pro quo. And it's very explicit that someone is going to use a political office uh, or, uh, you know, any influence to an advantage. Uh, and there's a money compensation or a money incentive in doing so that could rise to the level of of uh, unlawful activity so if they oh. if they make these assertions then what they need to do is is to be able if they're intent on trying to to get him to acknowledge this they need to put together the dots between just the facts that the things happened and that because the things happened there was a quid pro quo or his son got a job or whatever else like that. You've you've got to, you've got to put all of that together is what right. you're saying. And, and, and Kevin, I was going to that's what I was going to say. You got to connect the dots and you got to follow the money. Right. So if this is about uh, financial gain and certain relations with foreign uh, governments or entities and business prospects. You got to follow the money. And I think that's why uh, there is a push. Uh, you know, Speaker Kevin McCarthy was was pushing that uh, the committee should really look 
to access bank accounts, get financial yeah. records in order to connect those dots. And if they're able to connect the dots and show some unlawful activity, then that could rise to the level of, and, and it's President Biden who's somehow involved in that, then I am sure that uh, they will be looking to use that uh, in order to impeach. Yeah, there's no doubt that that's one of the reasons why they started going after the bank records. And they've gotten a lot of them. I don't know that we've seen much of what's in there yet. But there was a story that broke over the weekend that seems to indicate, and again, uh, Chairman Comer is going to have to put this into evidence for the people to see it for themselves. But there was a story that seemed to indicate that in the year of 2019, as the president was then campaigning for the office that Hunter received was was to have received a check from the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, in the amount of about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But instead of having them send it to Hunter's house in California, the address of the recipient was Joe Biden's address in Delaware. And. It's these types of things that I think they're going to have to they're going to have to ask some questions of people and say, what does that mean? Where did it come from? Uh, what was that for? Uh, and hopefully uh, get the facts on the matter as they go forward. Now, some of this some of this stuff is related to uh, evidence that is on a certain laptop's hard drive. When we come back, um, the the now owner, the now confessing owner of the of the laptop is suing people that have seen the stuff on the laptop and made much of it public, actually. Um, and I want to ask Imran Ansari about the legal strategy that he's pursuing in that, because I find, I find it interesting that he's suing people that have shown the, the stuff that was on the laptop. We'll get into that when we come back. See you. Keith Peters reporting, California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a law raising the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. The raise takes effect April 1st. It applies to fast food restaurants that have at least 60 locations nationwide. It does not apply to restaurants that make and sell their own bread. California is now among the first states to have a minimum wage specifically for fast food workers. New Jersey Senator Robert Menendez remained defiant in the face of federal bribery charges, telling a room full of his Senate Democratic colleagues he has no plans to resign. Speaking at a closed-door caucus luncheon on Thursday in the Capitol, Menendez echoed his previous public statements. On Wall Street, the Dow by 116 points, the Nasdaq rose 108. More details at srnnews.com. This is Dennis Prager. Visit the Holy Land with me, Mike Gallagher, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit standwithisraeltour.com. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show takes place Thursday, October 26th through Saturday, October 28th at the Javits Center in New York City. This is your travel hub. The show is open to the public on Saturday. Come and explore vacation options from around the globe. Meet representatives face-to-face, -face, set appointments, and participate in sessions that will feature unique destinations, travel tips, 
and best travel practices. Visit the Travel and Leisure Go booth for exclusive travel deals and discounts, expert advice on destinations and attractions. Don't delay as the event will sell out. Register for a discounted admission ticket. Go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www. Dot nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I received receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager. Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at Dennis Prager.com. AM970. The answer. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, welcome back to Legal Night, otherwise known as Negroni Junction. Uh, <laughs> glad to have you with us. Um, okay, Imran, uh, we know that, that the, the laptop, first of all, was dismissed as Russian misinformation uh, by top security people. Fifty-one people signed a letter and said that. That turned out not to be true. We, we know that Hunter Biden said for a number of years, it's not my laptop. I don't know whose laptop it is, but it's not mine. And then eventually had to kind of fess up, no, it actually is mine, and then everything that had been said about it suddenly came into kind of like relevance. So as best I understand the story, he took the laptop to a repair shop in Delaware, never came back to pick it up. Uh, the guy that had it that was supposed to be repairing it or whatever looks in it, sees that there's sensitive information, calls the FBI. The FBI has a copy of it from, I don't know, two or three years ago from that first kind of uh, connection. The the um, the repair shop man still had it, and then there were a couple of copies of the hard drive made, one of which we believe that the former mayor of New York got uh, at some point in time and went through it and said, here's what's on here, and tried to help the New York Post tell the story, which got canceled and was not allowed to run during the election uh, cycle. Now it's been admitted to that it was his, blah, blah, blah. At the end of all of this winding road, now... And it looks like they're going to use some of the stuff that's on the laptop to probably prop up the inquiry that's going on in Congress. Now Hunter is filing lawsuits against people that either said things about the laptop or touched the laptop or looked at the laptop or did things with the laptop. And I'm wondering, Mr. Ansari, what is his strategy here? Why is he filing lawsuits against these people? And doesn't that make the content of what he's trying to make disappear just become all that more relevant? Yeah, so Kevin, I think uh, it's the it, the old adage here in the legal world in litigation that sometimes the best defense is a good offense. So it, it could be strategy here for Hunter Biden that he's going to while he's he's facing his legal woes from content from the laptop uh, and and all sorts of issues stemming from that laptop that he's going to go on the offense and uh, sue the people that he is claiming unlawfully accessed that data and disseminate it to the public, including Rudy Giuliani, uh, Rudy Giuliani's uh, uh, former attorney, uh, Costello, and that, uh, that, that could be the strategy here, right? When you are facing uh, legal problems as a defendant, then sometimes it's, it's good to go on the offense. So let me ask you this, Mr. Mr. Former Criminal Defense Guy, too, because you yes. do civil litigations now, mostly. But, okay, so that's his strategy. And I'm, I'm going to spit in your eye before you get to spit in mine. But doesn't that open him up to even more discovery? I mean, can't... Doesn't the other side come back and say, oh, 
you want you want us to, um, to to say that we weren't you know allowed to do all of this. Let's take a look at all of the facts surrounding it, including maybe everything that's on the laptop. Doesn't it doesn't it open the whole thing up to a much bigger discovery uh, moment? Yeah, no, everything will be at issue here because it, he's brought it uh, in this lawsuit uh, and everything surrounding the way that laptop uh, was left at the uh, repair shop, how that uh, data got in the hands of who he claims should not have had it, uh, such as Giuliani, etc. That's all going to be placed at issue. So with depositions, uh, and Hunter Biden will have to sit for a deposition. He's the plaintiff in the case. Uh, as the plaintiff in the case, you don't get to skip out on a deposition. <laughs> you can't so take I'm the sure. fifth there. Yeah, and, you know, the contents of that laptop could be marked as exhibits. He could be questioned about uh, certain things there. He's making allegations that some of that data was manipulated. Uh, and if that's the case, then that data is going to be put under a microscope uh, and its authenticity and the contents will likely be, uh, you know, fair game for questions by the defendant's attorneys. If you were if you were opposing him on this case and, and if you are and you can't comment on it, that's fine. But if you were, if you're the guy that, say, is, is representing Rudy or his lawyer or whoever, um, are you immediately thinking about deposing Hunter and putting him under uh, the spotlight, so to speak, to to answer for things that may go beyond the scope of just that, even just that case? Well, yeah. So, Kevin, I mean, again, you know, as the plaintiff in the case, he's the, he typically will go first uh, in terms of a deposition, right? He's made the choice to bail himself of the courts, file this complaint, and that opens him up, uh, and everything's fair game. In, in, this, in, in this circumstance, it's Hunter Biden bringing the lawsuit. So you can't bring a lawsuit, sue, and then say, by the way, uh, Judge, can we just hold off on this lawsuit? On the criminal case yeah. until I'm there. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, so he's going to be deposed. They're going to be probably looking for every piece of information or discovery under the sun on the defense side. Uh, and now he's put it at issue, so everything's fair game. That's going to be interesting because I think it has ramifications on many other things besides just the ownership of the laptop. He's Imran Ansari, the brilliant Imran Ansari, and even more brilliant because he's an agroni expert. Coming right back from New York. Stay here. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code Joe P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code Joe P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. The Joe Biden presidency has careened from one disgrace and debacle to another, and voters have not just noticed, but are now rejecting Biden in droves. Even in two normally friendly media polls this weekend, Biden hit new lows on job approval and the economy. That was not the worst of the news in the surveys, either. The Washington Post actually repudiated its own survey as an outlier when it showed Donald Trump with a 10-point lead over Biden. The NBC News poll had an even broader rejection of Biden. 74% of all voters expressed significant concerns over Biden's mental and physical health. 59% of all voters called these concerns major, clearly demonstrating that Biden has lost the confidence of a bipartisan majority of American voters. Voters turned against Biden two years ago after his disgraceful abandonment of Americans and allies in Afghanistan. The longer they look at Biden, the less confidence they have in his leadership and even his basic competence. I'm Ed Morrissey. Secular Live, weekdays at 4 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager sees a new generation of hate. We have, uh, we have young people who have been trained to be 
like the Soviet Youth League. Komsomol. Brainwashed drones of evil. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3. Hanea 970. The answer. Both houses of Congress are considering legislation that will impact your favorite talk shows and news updates. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act would ensure that auto manufacturers won't eliminate AM radio from future car models. Over 80 million Americans, men and women like you and me, depend on AM radio for news, severe weather updates, vigorous debates on talk shows, and local information that is essential for public safety. When a disaster strikes or lives are threatened by wildfires in places like Maui, AM radio is often the only lifeline a community has. You have the power to make a real difference. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act is H.R. 3413 in the U.S. House and Senate Bill 1669 in the U.S. Senate. Please contact your senator and your congressman asking them to support this vital legislation to keep AM Radio in American cars now and forever. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. Act today. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. If I should take an ocean, draw myself into the ocean, ain't nobody as if I do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh. All right, Kevin McCullough, Imran Ansari, what a what a strange legal day. Uh, you've got an impeachment inquiry, which isn't technically um, a, a litigative procedure, but it can lead to an impeachment, which is kind of more or less fundamentally um, a political process, but you use law and principles of law and evidence and discovery and all that stuff in the process of it. So that's kind of interesting. That's going on. You've got the Hunter... Biden suing people, and he's suing more people than Giuliani and his partner. Uh, we've covered that a little bit tonight. But, Imran, I, when I heard about this story, um, our, our good friend Mike Gallagher, who does uh, Middays here, um, he was telling us this morning that over the weekend there was this road rage incident. You know that huge bridge in Tampa that goes all the way across the bay? I mean, it is miles and miles and miles long. Um, there was a road rage incident on that bridge and evidently, the two guys that got into it got out of their car. Now, I don't know how they do that. With I've been on that bridge. There's not that much of a shoulder. I don't know where they were having this fight. But they were evidently fighting with each other. And one guy takes out something, a pocket knife or something, and starts to stab the other guy because he's so mad at him. He's stabbing him and he's stabbing him. And, he's sta and people are driving by, videoing it with their phones, putting it on Instagram. Like, there's... Like, it's drawing a lot of attention, and he's he's literally stabbing this guy with a deadly weapon. <clears throat> Although, I don't know if a pocket knife can kill you, but I guess probably put in the right place it would. All that to say, he he gets arrested, booked, you know, he's, he's arraigned, all that stuff. Turns out this guy is a prosecutor himself. Um, he's, he's a prosecutor who has um, recently won a conviction on a January 6th defendant. Um, the guy that was carrying Nancy Pelosi's lectern around. The question that Mike asked, and I said, that's a good, great question. I'm going to ask him, Ron, that uh, tonight, is if you find out after a case is set is done that the judge in the case was a whack job and maybe a stabbing murderer that would go kill someone on a Tampa bridge if they had the chance, does that 
have any impact on anything recently that they've ruled on? And would clients and their attorneys be consulting right now to say, hey, you know, this Fruit Loop out here that just killed this guy on the bridge, he was your judge. We should file a petition to, you know, reexamine, you know, his the way he handled himself in your case or whatever. What is there any looking back from from bad behavior that that a prosecutor would have um, engaged in since that trial? Uh, and could it impact the judgment or the or the outcome of something that he's, he's already worked on? Yeah, no, Kevin, I, unless there is something to uh, link uh, some sort of malfeasance in that prosecution to an action at that time, uh, then I don't think that there's really any grounds to go back and say, all right, we're going to, uh, you know, this guy lost it on the bridge. He, he stabbed someone with a pocket knife, which is really extreme behavior. My understanding is he went on, he left the, the U.S. Attorney's Office, he went on to a firm called Barnes & Thornburg. I know that firm because we're adversaries in the case. Uh, and they <laughs> terminated his employment uh, because of, I guess, this incident. Uh, well, and wouldn't you guys, if ABK had somebody out there, I mean, if you, Imran, if you're out there on the, you know, the, the George Washington Bridge stabbing people with your pocket knife, I'm pretty sure um, Arthur's coming for you. Yeah, no, listen, I, uh, I pride my firm and myself of being tough litigators, but that's, uh, stabbing people on bridges, <laughs> uh, too is, not, is not, yeah, that's not in the job description here. So, so if there was some, okay, would I, if I was the attorney for some of these individuals who were prosecuted by this individual, would I go back and, and take a second look at some of the correspondence or things that this prosecutor may have said or done at the time? Yeah. But, um, I, but you're you know, probably if, not going to find anything. You're probably not going to find anything. If it was, if he was acting so, you know, rogue, if he was acting out of line, you should have been noticing that at the time of the case. Um, and unless there's something to show that there's, uh, there was some malfeasance or, you know, maybe erratic behavior in the way he was handling the prosecutions, I don't think it's anything to go back and disrupt the conviction, uh, because of this bizarre incident well and it's and it's very bizarre and it's very weird and you know there were some goofy things that happened in some of the january 6th and not all the trials have been had yet but uh i know that the guy that that had the the viking hat i forget what they called him um uh the shaman or whatever yeah. that was roaming yeah. through i know that his conviction was more or less overturned when the videotapes were released because he basically was like walking around hallways and guys were letting him in rooms and, and he was like, he was even thanking them in some of the footage. So that got back to the judge that had looked at it, had, had, had the case and he goes, well, I guess we can't hold you any longer. <laughs> so he's not doing anything bad in any of the, uh, of the footage. So they let him go. Um, right. but I also heard today that because of the crush of defendants that they have on January 6th cases, that you, they had to go out and outsource prosecutors from all over the country to get them to come in and and uh, work on them because they couldn't handle the load in the district itself. Uh, and so maybe you do have a couple of people that you know aren't you know like always prim and proper like Imran Ansari would be if he's doing a case. I know every I is dotted, T is crossed, everything's going to be just the way it needs to be. Maybe they didn't, and who knows if. Uh, if you know later behavior re once revealed um, triggers someone to take a look at stuff, yeah. have you ever heard of anything like this out of uh, a former prosecutor? I mean, I think of prosecutors as being usually such fierce, you know, law defenders and upright kind of people that are trying to do the right thing for society. Never seen anything like this before. Yeah, no, but the, uh, listen, prosecutors are human beings, and and this seems to be someone who had an episode i mean to, to take you know if you take road rage and go to this extreme obviously something's not right um and uh, you know obviously that's the least i've heard about this about. i've heard a lot, i've heard about prosecutors uh you know having issues um either during their time in office or after hmm. uh, and usually it ends up with a termination if they're still prosecutors um, or some sort of ramification, right? But this, uh, this is indicative. I don't know all the facts, so I, I'm not going to assume, but something happened here. And I know his defense attorney, uh, made a statement that, you know, not all the facts are out there. Of course, he's a criminal defendant now, you know, having once being a prosecutor, he's now a criminal defendant. And of course, uh, afford, uh, has the assumption of innocence or presumption of innocence at this, this time. Uh, so we'll afford him that, but it's, it's a bizarre story. 
and you know I'm curious to know what happened on that bridge. It's gonna be it's gonna be. He, you're absolutely right. Until he's found guilty, he should actually be given that presumption. It's going to be difficult if there are as many camera phones that capture the activities of what was going on there as apparently there seem to be. Um, but that'll be something that the court will weigh and decide, just like they should uh, in every situation. All right. Very interesting stories tonight. When we come back, it's time for Esquire Etiquette and Imran Ansari is standing by. For 25 years, Invite Health has been leading the way in wellness with our extensive line of dietary supplements. With our brand new state-of-the-art website, we now offer new everyday low prices. Save even more with our brand new subscription plan. Stay tuned to learn about new and exciting offers and services. Remember, free shipping on orders over $35. We have made it our business to support you in your health journey. From everyday health tips to detailed genetic testing, Invite Health has a team of experts to help you achieve your health goals. Reach out to us now to speak to one of our nutrition experts or to schedule a consult by calling 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Contact Invite Health today to learn more about getting healthy and staying healthy. 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Jones every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand and while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and it's back to school season, and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. E-D-U. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin O'Cullough. It's time. Uh, we're back. Radio Night Live, Legal Night. Uh, and I think we've had just enough Negronis to justify Imran Ansari telling us. Because you always say, Imran, you like to pull from the from the stories that we discussed. Yes. I'm really interested how you're going to tell us how to get out of a stabbing crime on the Tampa Bay Bridge. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, pulling from what we've talked about, wasn't going to talk about I was going to talk about a motor vehicle uh, sort of case, but not necessarily a stabbing road rage incident, but rather DWI, right? So DWI, I always would think of DWI as a crime when I was a prosecutor that transcended all economic uh, barriers, transcended demographics all over, because you, you would have uh, people from all sorts of ways of life and, and uh, areas being arrested for DWI. 
And with a DWI, it's just common sense. And you, if you're going to have a drink, a few Negronis at the bar, uh, <laughs> just think about it. If you're going to drive, uh, ha have that, that for, yeah, because a DWI, I'll, I'll get to the point. A DWI is a crime which really carries so many ramifications with it. What do I mean by that? Uh, even with a first arrest DWI, you may end up with a license suspension uh, for upwards of six months. If it's a misdemeanor and it's, you, you know you had another contact with the law, you could have your license revoked. And that could have serious consequences on your ability to earn a living if you have to have your car uh, for work. And we handle DWIs down here as on the defense side. Uh, and it's one of those cases, one of those crimes that people don't realize how much effect it could have on their day-to-day -day life. Hmm. Now they're saying we can't get to work. What are we going to do? I can't drive. I can't drop my kids off. My license is suspended. So it's something that you've got to really think about. Uh, if you're going to have a few Negronis uh, before you get behind the wheel, Think about the ramifications that it could have on your life uh, because a DWI is a serious crime. Not only could you hurt someone on the road, uh, but you could hurt yourself seriously and it could affect your ability to earn a living, your ability to drop your kids off at school. It's something that really has ramifications. All for the Uber. Yep. There's never, never a bad choice in letting somebody else drive. I mean, it might cost you a little bit. You might have to go find your car the next day, but hey, does that beat losing your license and being incapable of doing everything that you just described? I don't think so. Um, yeah. So, uh, cool. Good, good Esquire etiquette. And, um, I guess I'll just have to wait till next time to find out how I can, uh, defend myself if I'm caught stabbing somebody on the Tampa Bay Bridge. Hey, Imran, go enjoy a Negroni on me tonight and thank you for your great partnership tonight. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough, tomorrow we end the week with a fun Friday, and we've got lots of surprises planned. Christine Nicholas will be with me. We will see you then.